Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm Ann Baldwin, President and CEO of Baldwin Media. I'm one of your co-hosts here today. And I am Lisa DeMattis-Lapore, CEO and President of The Connection. And so many great things going on. People are getting spring fever. You know, Lisa, I think, you know, life is coming back, you know, to a lot of us. I know that just really, I know for myself, I hate, you know, dark and dreary days. Oh, so I can't. I know. Let and the I, sunshine in. And I just uh, came back from Florida. And everything was green and sunny and so upbeat, and I'm really needing sp spring to hurry up and get here now. Oh, you got a little bit of that sun kiss that a looks little, great. A little tiny bit. Looks just a good. little bit. Well, I'm really excited. Um, you know, we work very hard, and one of our producers, Beth Connor, who also works for The Connection, works very hard at, you know, getting good, good folks on this um, show, on this program, you know, to really add value to our listeners out there. And so Mindy Richardson is with us, and she is one of your, what do you call it now? Mindy started as a client. Correct. The Connection. Gra a graduate. A graduate. Successful graduate. Success story. So, Mindy, thank you for being on the program today. We really appreciate Welcome, it. Welcome, Mindy. So your, well, story, you. your story is so fabulous and wonderful and the, the true reason why we are excited to have the programs that we do with The Connection is to see women like yourself come through and really change your life around and you are such an inspiration inspiration so thank you so much all right so let's hear about that story yeah so, let's hear about your story so mindy why don't you just explain to our listeners you know kind of where you were at how did things get started well how things got started was um first let me just say that i am in recovery um i my clean day is january 14th 2014. Woo! Yay! Okay, we had to give you a little bit of applause there. Good. That's right. It, it deserves an applause from where I came from. Four years, four years, two months, and two weeks today clean. And it wasn't always so hooray when I first started um, in active addiction and losing my children uh, to DCF custody, DCF custody and um, homeless hopeless, you know, and um, not knowing what was going to end up happening to my life, you know. Um, I, I, was, I landed up in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and um, in, and out of, in and out of rooming houses and just actively using, you know, and, and um, not knowing how to get myself out of that bondage that I had put myself in. Um, I stayed out for several years um, really beating myself up because I knew there was a better way to live. 
I just didn't know how to get there when I was so wrapped up in my addiction. What was what, what was your drug of choice, Mindy, may I ask? Oh, my drug of choice was crack cocaine. And um, that hit brought me to my knees. Um, I thought that I can do use it safely, and I've tried so many different ways to try to use it safely, and the ends was always the same. I end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, today I have an 18 year Well, wait, 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 hang on one second. Before we get to today, I just want to just back up a little bit. So how many kids do you have, and how old were they when they were taken from you and put into DCF custody? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Um, but right now, my, well, my kids were at the time, I have four children. Um, my oldest, he's, he's, he's grown, he's 31. But I do have a, um, my daughter, my, Jemiah, she was uh, about 13. Uh, Jaquana was about 12. And Ivante was about 10, I believe, when oh. they were taken. Um, it was it was it was a it was a blessing at, that at least my uh, oldest daughter, my it was my um, my mother-in-law took her, and um, my other two went to foster care. Um, I was actively like trying to use and sell at the same time, and my house got raided. And my kids were removed from my care because I could no longer function and take care of them. Um, what was that feeling like? I'm sure you remember it. That's kind of why I hesitate when I talk because I get a little emotional because I try to keep it green. Because mm-hmm. me keeping it green and keeping it in front of me, it makes me remember where I came from so I know not to ever return back there. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I, it, I, I lost everything. I mean, my, my kids... My kids were my everything, and, you know, I just, and, and this happened before. This is not the first time that this has happened. And I just didn't see, like, how did I make it here again? Like, you know, um, I was already labeled a chronic relapser, you know, and um, I had sustained about six to seven years clean. And what ended up happening was I forgot. You know, and I started not being grateful, and I stopped doing what I was doing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, meetings make sense to me. Um, I'm a part of a support group that I have that I, reg- I regularly go to meetings. I have a sponsor, you know, and um, back then I, I put all of that on the back burner and started just focusing on um, – my kids, focusing on going to school, focusing on work. And when I put that on the back burner, mm-hmm. I end up picking up after a while. I end up picking up. So that's kind of where I, I just had to kind of, like, think back on, like, dag, I'm back here again without my kids, um, facing jail time. Um, well, and my, my landlord didn't want me in the house anymore, so I was being evicted. Well, you know, Mindy, you you just bring up a really good point because um, my anniversary date of being eight years sober is actually um, this week. So I'm looking forward to that. 
But what she just talked about, Lisa, and, and I want to talk about the programs that you accessed at the Connecticut, uh, at the Connection in a minute, Mindy, but you have to put your recovery first. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, even as the mother of, you know, in my case, two kids, you had four kids, if your recovery doesn't come first, I, I believe that you increase your chances of relapse. I agree. I, I Absolutely. you know, I, I, it just, it just speaks home to uh, when I was actually running the programs and I was in the programs and I think one of the things that I you know stays true to me was when all of the women like Mindy would come in the first thing they said was you know I'm a mother I have my kids I you know grandmother I'm an aunt I have all these responsibilities I have to do that and you know it all I think that's sort of oh my god what do I do and it's like no you have to put yourself first your recovery has to be first because you're not going to be good for anyone. You can't be in any of those roles if you're not with yourself putting yourself first. And you know how hard that is to do for right. most women, oh, let yeah. alone especially women. Exactly. Yeah. It's like what they tell you on an airplane. Put your put your air mask on first and then you can help other people because you know that just has to be a priority. So going yeah. back to what was it you know, because people relapse. It happens. I see it all the time. You know, you don't want it to happen, but when it happens, the main thing is that people support you so that you can get back at it and you can right. put more days together, right? So, Mindy, yeah. what, what program was it at the Connection that you reached out to and that you really kind of held on to to help you get to the next step? Well, after, after those gut, I just want to say, because after, you know, what made me turn around was those gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching, phone calls that my daughter made because my kids weren't in foster care together. They were separated. Wow. And for them to contact me and, and rooting me on to get into treatment. And every time I pick up the phone, I'm not in treatment. She would just cry out like, why aren't you in treatment? And those calls pushed me into treatment. And um, when I got into treatment, um, I, I came out and I graduated from that and I went and stayed with my mom. I reached out to a uh, woman's recovery um, through the connection and because I needed a new way to live, I wanted to, I wanted to be independent. Um, I needed to, some stability. I, I was homeless, so I needed somewhere to stay and I, I went to women's recovery and um, in the process of me staying there, um, I was going back and forth to court with DCF, and they would actually wanted to terminate my parental rights because I had I was out for about three and a half years, and you know, um, once I got involved in into my treatment, and I was doing my IOP, and I was I, I lucked up and got a job, and uh, staying I was given clean urines. Um, the judge told them like we're not going to terminate her parental rights. We want to you know start reunification and. That's when uh, the connection to supportive housing and family came into place. Um, and they hooked me up with a case manager because the only thing I was lacking at that time was housing. Right. Um, for, to, for, to reunify with my children because I had sustained staying clean. I right. was clean. You know, and the, yeah, the Women's Recovery Support Program is located in Bridgeport. And there are two lovely homes where uh, women come in without their children. Um, and they have wraparound case management services. And they really have a lot of support from the women that are living in that house. And then they have the option, of course, if they're especially if they're working towards getting their children back to go to our um, 
as uh, Supportive Housing for Families program, and that's exactly what Mindy did. Mindy, how long were you at the Supportive Housing for Families program, and how long into that program did you then get custody back of your children? Well, I, I was at, um, I was actually the senior person. They, they gave me a senior person over there at that house, and I, when I was working with my case manager, because I was living there, and I was working with my mm -hmm. um, case manager um, looking for a house and stuff like that, and I want to say it moved rather quickly. I mean, it moved real quick to the point where um, <laughs> DCF was ready to give me the kids, like, together, like, just here, wow. because they seen that I was doing what I needed to do, but... I started looking for a home, um, and we were we were going out, and we and actually a, a a great part of that program is showing me how to budget mm -hmm. my money, like having that budget sheet every week and tr and and you know trying to budget out my, you know what am I paying? Um, I even with that budget sheet, I even was able to make up a plan to pay back the school because I was in college back when I was clean before and I owed money to a school and I wanted to get back into school and that budget sheet helped me pay off the rehab program in order to be able to be become in good standing and go back to school which I'm in school now wow congratulations you know, but, but I want to say that it took at least I want to say not even five months six months wow. for me to Gain, um, get this house. I live in a four-bedroom, two-bath, single-family house in Fairfield, you know, and I'm so grateful that this program was able to um, be in place for me because my kids go, my, they went to a lovely, um, they have a lovely ed education here. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not, you know, it's a suburban area, you know. Um, this program helped me meet my full potential. Wow, it sounds like it. And you know, I, wa I want to mention, and if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Mindy Richardson. And I love, Lisa, how we talk about it a lot on this program, how the Connection has programs that treat the family. So she started out in the women's program, the women's recovery women's support, recovery support uh, program in Bridgeport, and then trans transformed into supportive housing. supportive housing. And I also want to say kudos to DCF as well yeah. oh, you know yeah. because oftentimes they take the hard rap for things that don't go as well as planned and in this case it sounds like they saw the good work that that you were doing Mindy and they wanted to put it on the fast track because their goal is to reunite families if it's the right situation you know, it, and if you've done the work this is just this just makes me feel so happy and proud because these the programs are you know when you when you see programs and you have the ability to start these programs like I did and you think in your head why do we have these programs and what do we want to see and this story is so amazing to me because and I'll tell you why because the connection always had a visionary a aspect on programming for women and children and we knew that we needed other levels of care in order to wrap around these services for mom and her family or dad and the, the children. And this is a perfect story about why these programs work and the importance of having these services continue to then provide what Mindy said. I mean, you just said what our mission is, which is to provide um, support and make you feel, and you are, 
a valued member of society and your children yeah. are doing well and your children are in school. And so what you've done, Mindy, is change your life, which is amazing, and also you've changed the life of your family. Yes. That's, right. that's fabulous. Right. We should also mention that, you know, you've got, and, and this is just one of many success stories. And I think it's great, Lisa, that you've been with The Connection long enough, working your way through starting programs and now as, you know, the CEO, to see where they were and where they're at today, the longevity yeah. of that. You know, she talks about how she not only knows the clients, but she knows the kids, and she sees the kids grow and thrive, and, and that really says a lot. But I want to mention before I forget that you're going to be the keynote speaker at the Masquerade Ball. Isn't that right, Mindy? Absolutely. I'm so yes, excited. Yes. So, yes, I am. Right. This is going to be a great event, and, and the title of it is Leading the Way to Recovery. It's the Connections 2018 masquerade ball and we invite the public to attend it's going to Absolutely. be a great night there's going to be uh, of course cocktails which we won't be having mindy but no we, of course no we can <laughs> but we can take part in the silent auction or there's going to be a buffet and dancing live entertainment and it's thursday april 19th from 6 to 10 p.m and it's at the woodwinds in Brantford. so right down in your neck of the woods so you don't have too far to drive so for ticket information or information on any of the programs that we talk about on the show, you can go to the website, theconnectioninc.org, theconnectioninc.org. So I have another question for you, Mindy, because, you know, as another person in recovery, um, do you also look at the blood? You said you, you like to keep it green. And, and, you know, I know it's hard sometimes when pe people ask me questions, and what was it like or to go back to those days, right? It yeah. kind of hurts sometimes because you do want to keep it green, but you also don't want to forget the reality of the wreckage that happens when you start to drink or use again, right? Yeah. So well, actually, when I when I went when I was out there, I had created a, a tornado. A tornado. I just you know think of it as a tornado, and then once the tornado went through, I looked back at all the wreckage I caused, and it was like more yet. Yeah, where are you going to? start to even start putting this stuff back together and you know I'm, I'm i'm telling you i am so ever grateful for where would i be right now without this program you know where would i be like what i probably wouldn't even have my kids without this program you know and it, this was you guys were the hope you guys were the hope for me like, because I knew that if I was able to get in and the reunification started and we started looking for these houses, I knew that everything was going to be okay. But believe me, when I was living in Women's in Recovery and I was panicking because I didn't know, like, was I going to get accepted in this program or what's going to take place? I don't have anywhere to live with my kids. I'm barely making minimum wage. Like, how is things going to work out? You know, and you guys came in and, like, you guys were the hope for me. Where would people be that were in this situation that I, were, and what I was in without this program? Like, there's no other program like this. I haven't heard of it. I'm, I'm just, I'm literally in tears right now. Because um, it's true, you know, when, you know, we make mistakes, you know, people make mm -hmm. mistakes and you lose your family and then some people just give up because they don't, they don't know that there's help out there. So they give up and be like, well, maybe my kids are better off without me, mm -hmm. you know, but I knew, I knew that I needed my children and I knew that there was a better way to live and I just had to find my way out, but I'm just so grateful that this program was here to support me and help yeah. me. 
well, enhanced me. Well, we are, on um, behalf of the connection, we are so grateful to to be blessed to have these programs and are so grateful for de uh, Department of Mental Health and Addiction and also for Department of Children and Families that um, fund these two programs and, you know, the goal and the dream and the hope, you know, way back when, when we started these programs was exactly to be able to see exactly what your life has turned into now and to be able to give, um, you know, sort of that path to recovery. But here's the reality. You did the, we were there to help you. It was a support. Right. But you did the work and yes. we're so grateful that you came in and you turned it over and with this, the wonderful staff of The Connection that you work to be where you are today. And so I'm just yes. so, I'm, I am so excited to hear your story and I, I'm just, thank you so much for being on the show today and, and, yes. and, and to think that you're going to be our speaker at our I know, event. You, I got to tell you though, you better, great. I think we're going to need a box of tissue on every I, table. I think you know. so. <laughs> or two. Can I, can I just say one more thing? Oh, yeah, we're, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. I just, I just want to say thank you. I, I, I can publicly say today, thank you, DCF. Thank you. Because a lot of people and a lot of women, because when I was going through, I've seen a lot of women that talks about DCF negatively, right? But let me tell you something about DCF. Um, they, they, with, you, with you guys' assistance, you guys even helped me, the, the connection, women's uh, supportive and family, they helped me with even how, um, furniture for my house, right? But then the, things, the other things that I needed, DCF stepped in. I had a DCF worker that stepped in and knew somebody that had furniture, that needed to get this furniture, brought furniture here for my daughter's bedroom. You know, you guys were the ones that put up the beds, um, you know, full-size beds for my kids. You know, that, this program did this for me. And, and DCF plays a big part in my, in my story, you know, because a lot, of, a, a lot of times people look down at DCF, but listen, DCF helped me get some of my bills in order when I lost my place last time and I had some, some bills um, where I could not turn on my gas here until the bill was paid. DCF stepped up and helped me. Right. T today, my, today, my DCF case is closed, and I still have a relationship with my DCF worker because my DCF worker was there times and times when my visits with my kids up in DCF office and I decided not to show, and my kids had to cry on her shoulder. Oh, my. Right? Listen, I respect her. And I appreciate her today. My daughter graduated from school in June. That DCF worker was sitting right there with roses, you know. Wow. So I'm, I'm so ever That's grateful to, for DCF because they woke me up and, 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 and gave me that reality of, you know what, you're going to lose the love of your life if you don't get, your, get yourself together, you know, and I was able to. Commissioner Katz. Uh, if you're listening and all you folks at DCF, thank you so much for believing in the connection and the work yes. that, um, that we're doing in Connecticut. And without your support, we wouldn't have these amazing stories like Mindy. Absolutely. And you have completely impacted the lives of Mindy and her children. So I am thank personally thanking, thanking you, Commissioner Katz, from the bottom of my heart. So, you know, we've got a few more minutes, and I, I want to ask you, Mindy, because let's, let's go back to the green. Let's go back to the grass, right? So, you know, I, had, I also have something in common in that, you know, my kids were 
you know, this was trauma to them when, they're, when they saw their mom go through this. Absolutely. You talked about not showing up for a DCF visit and the kids crying. You talked about certain things. What's your relationship like today? And do your kids, what do your kids say about where you've been and where you're at today? They must be so proud. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, words can't even express the line of communication that we have. You know, um, they're happy to have their mother back. I mean, my kids can come to me and talk to me about anything. They're not, they don't, you know, like when I was growing up, I used to have to be careful and selective what I share with my mother. But, you know, sometimes I'd be like, wow, are you sharing this with me? <laughs> but they, they're able, I have that line of open communication. Um, my daughter, she, you know, I'm, I just, I'm so grateful that she didn't allow this to dictate her future. I mean, she's run, she goes to Central um, State University, and she runs D1 track. Wow. You know, um, she's motivated. And, you know, my son, he, he goes to high school. He's going, he's in his 11th, he's in 11th grade now. You know, um, they can come to me and talk to me about anything. I have a, my other daughter that, that uh, lived with my, with my mother-in-law. Once I got this place, she was the first person that transitioned home. You know, and once she came home, then Jaquana came in, and then my other son, my, my little son came in. I didn't want to be overwhelmed with all of them at one time, so I let them transition in one at a time back in 2015. But this has been an experience, you know, where I am so ever grateful. I have a 22-month-old grandbaby Aww. for my oldest son and his wife. And I, you know, I'm, that's just like a whole nother love, a whole nother, I guess, radio show. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know, but I'm, but the, the communication, even with my oldest son, because see, he watched me through my addiction all my life and he watched, he watched me and we, I, I never thought that I would be able to repair that relationship with my oldest. He's 31 and I'm 47. I had him when I was 16. So once I had him, I was off to the races, and my mother took care of him. But the relationship that we have now was, like, when he bought his first house, he came to me and was like, Mom, what do you think? Wow. You there's, n there's no feeling like that, is it? Well, you know, i got to tell you, Mindy, I am so excited to hear you speak at the Masquerade Ball. And, again, for you folks who want to meet this miracle and this amazing woman in person and a lot of other amazing people, too, that will be in attendance that night, Mark your calendars for April 19th, and that's from 6 to 10 p.m. It's going to be in Brantford at the Woodwinds. A lot of fun things going on there. And ticket information is on the Connections website at theconnectioninc.org. You know, I really could. I could talk to Mindy and people like her all day long. So, yes. you know, but, you know, a lot of folks, I think, listening to this program ask, why do we have these programs? Do they work? Yes. If you don't know by listening to the, at least this story, which is one of many success stories. Many stories, yes. Um, yes, the answer is yes, they work. And that's why we've got to continue to support we them. Mm -hmm. We really do. We can't keep cutting back because where would you be without it? We don't well, even want to talk I think, about I that. I think the important, the important thing is that the program that Mindy speaks of, Supportive Housing for Families, it is for the entire family. It's for the parent or a family member that's struggling but it's impacting the entire family that's the beauty of the program because it's Absolutely. impacting everyone's life to get healthy together and to move on and to be a solid family structure and that's exactly what has happened to mindy so mindy 
Yes. Uh, can you give a quick, super, super quick, what would you like to say to someone who's struggling right now and needs help? What, what would be your best advice before we end the show? Uh, my best advice would tell them to hold on. Hold on. Just keep the hold. Just, just hold on. There's hope. If I went through what I went through and I made it through, you can too. Just hold on. Reach out to people that are not using. You know, reach out to people that can help you. And receive the help because a lot of times we get the help and we just push the help away receive the help because that's what i had to do i had to allow i had to allow people to help me yep and embrace and the, help. the help embrace exactly. the help right. if you, embrace you know the help. embrace thank the help thank you so much mindy mindy i can't i'm going to be actually be the mc of the masquerade ball so i'm so excited Great. and i'll have the opportunity to meet you in person so continued success okay. my dear Continue okay, success. Yep. And and we'll my see daughter you soon. will be there too. My daughter's oh, coming too. My daughter's from college is coming too. She said she wanted to be a part of that. Wonderful. Yeah. So we're, we're looking, looking forward, forward to, to seeing you then. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.